0: This is Be Well, the podcast from rehabilitation experts from Good Shepherd Rehabilitation Network. Weeks to months after a traumatic injury or stroke, patients may develop a variety of complications, including spasticity. Our topic today is spasticity management after stroke. And my guest is Dr. Asare Christian. He's the Associate Outpatient Medical Director at Good Shepherd Rehabilitation Network. Dr. Christian, welcome to the show. Explain a little bit about... What happens in the weeks to months following a stroke?
1: All right. So if individuals have stroke, uh, multiple things can happen. Uh, One of the things that most individuals experience with stroke with uh, motor deficit, meaning weakness, um, as well as uh, some cognitive issues, they can also have problems with their bowel, bladder, um, a whole lot of issues, but majority of individuals will have problems with their muscles uh, following uh, a stroke.
0: So then what would be the cause of that spasticity? Speak a little bit about the etiology of it.
1: Uh, so spasticity is caused by something we call an upper motor neuron uh, lesion. Uh, so basically, in the absence of a stroke, you have all these connections from your brain into your muscles that allows your muscles to contract the right way. For example, if you're lifting something up with your arms, your biceps will activate, your triceps will relax, and all of this uh, coordination is taken care of by the brain. So we have contraction and co-contraction of different muscles, uh, and your brain put brakes on all these muscle activations. So then, when you have a stroke, what happens is that we have a lesion or something that impacts the ability of the brain to control those type of uh, movements, and then individuals can develop uh, spasticity where there is now stiffness, there is one muscle contracting more than the other and this can lead to pain, and this can lead to multiple complications.
0: Speak about some of those complications.
1: Uh, So one, as I mentioned, is pain. Uh, Pain can be significant for patients with spasticity. We can also have problems with skin breakdown, because if you have a constant state of contraction, uh, skin can break down. It's also hard for individuals to do basic uh, ADLs or self-care. So if your hand is contracted, it might be very difficult for you to put on your clothing. It might be very difficult to use the, the hands. Uh, subsequently, if we don't treat this, uh, this can also lead to contractures where there's permanent um, shortening of the tendons and this may require surgery or other complications. I have just outlined.
0: Dr. Christian, tell us about your multidisciplinary approach to treating spasticity and what type of providers are involved. Is this a very cohesive situation to work with?
1: Yes. So spasticity management, as you mentioned, is a comprehensive approach. So the paradigm for treatment includes physical therapy and stretching, medications, injections with Botox. We can also do phenol injections. So there's a huge spectrum based on the patient needs. And one of the things that we focus on in our practice is trying to provide value to the patient. So what we do is what is spasticity preventing the patient from doing? So what is the patient's goals? What are their functional needs? And we sit down with the patient. We talk to the team, the therapist, as well as um, the rest of the patient's family to try and create a goal. And subsequently, uh, we'll come up with a plan to address and achieve that goal for the patient.
0: What are some of the non-surgical treatments that are available? And if surgery is required in severe cases, get into that a little bit, but start with some of the non-invasive treatments.
1: So majority of individuals, uh, like you point out, will not require surgery for spasticity, especially from stroke. Treatment starts with therapy, stretching, heat, tends to work very well for stiff muscles. So modalities of heat, ultrasound, tense unit, all of those can play a role in treatment. We can also use medications. There is uh, multiple medications that we can use for patients. And then if all of that does not work for patients or based on the type of spasticity. So when we talk about spasticity, we have focalized where there's a specific area of the body that's affected or you can also have generalized spasticity where it's all over the place and that becomes hard to treat with botulinum toxin or Botox. So based on the type of spasticity individuals have, we can use this non-surgical approach, i.e. physical therapy, occupational therapy, medications, and then potentially Botox injections as needed.
0: Speak a little bit about the rehabilitation technology, which can provide passive or assisted movement help with people that suffer from this.
1: Yeah, so there's uh, multiple technologies out there for rehabilitation for individuals with spasticity. The ones that we know works very well actually tends to be uh, very simple, just a range of motion. There is multiple equipment that we have at our disposal to help us with that. So we actually have exoskeletons specifically at Good Shepherd to help with mobility and to uh, improve muscle strength and lengthening. We also have a functional FES. There's multiple bikes. We have zero gravity therapy modalities. And, and multiple um, technologies here at our disposal to address specific needs of our patients.
0: Dr. Christian, tell us about your team at Good Shepherd Rehabilitation Network.
1: So we have an excellent team of clinicians here at Good Shepherd. Good Shepherd has been around for uh, almost a hundred years, so we've had a lot of experience dealing with individuals with functional impairment and disability. Our approach here is comprehensive approach. We want patients and families to achieve their goals. Everybody's goal uh, will be different. So irrespective of what the patient is coming from, uh, we try to set realistic goals uh, for the patient. The team here, uh, as I mentioned earlier, consists of our physical therapists. We also have neuropsychologists. We have speech pathologists. um, We have assistive uh, technology uh, individuals and other staff who all work with the team with the goal of trying to improve function for the patient.
0: Now wrap it up for us. Tell other providers what you'd like them to know about spasticity management and when you feel it's appropriate for them to refer to the specialists at Good Shepherd Rehabilitation Network.
1: Yes, so spasticity can affect a lot of patients with stroke. Uh, A lot of times it does go unrecognized or treated. Spasticity can lead to pain. It can lead to complications of skin breakdown. It can lead to contractures. It can also... Uh, lead to increased energy expenditure. As it turns out, when you have spasticity, it actually requires a lot of energy to move your muscles. So, um, what we would like for uh, providers and other clinicians to understand is that we have a comprehensive approach to spasticity management. We have physical therapists, occupational therapists. Uh, We have experience and expertise in management of spasticity with botulin toxin, with baclofen pumps, as well as Potentially, if patients patient does require further management, we have networks of other physicians or surgeons that we can refer to. But our goal here is comprehensive approach to care. So if an individual gets here, we'll make sure that all their needs are addressed in terms of function as it relates to spasticity.
0: Thank you so much. What great information, doctor. Thank you for joining us today. This is Be Well, the podcast from the rehabilitation experts at Good Shepherd Rehabilitation Network. For more information on resources available at Good Shepherd Rehabilitation Network, please visit goodshepherdrehab.org. That's goodshepherdrehab.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.